Welcome to another episode of the Web3 Pigby podcast, the podcast where we jump to the latest bit in the decentralized world and also talk to some of the brilliant minds in the industry. On today's episode, we are staring off from Web3 marketing because we have an extraordinary lineup of talents who are pushing the boundaries of innovation and creativity. And trust me when I say today's episode is going to be amazing and exceptional, but before I get right into today's show, it's only fair I introduce my guests and not give all this awesomeness to myself. So first up, we have Mia Roy, a true veteran of the Web2 industry with an outstanding 20 years of experience on the app belt. If you are if you are a listener of this podcast, we've had Mia on the show before and I'm sure we, you guys could relate that we had an amazing time on the show with her. Now, as the founder of IRL Amigo, Mia is spearheading the charge in providing unparalleled support and services to the website community. Not only that, guys, but she's also building a global platform, uniting the entire Web3 ecosystem like never before. Her dedication and expertise are paving the way for a new era of possibilities. Joining Mia is the remarkable John, a serial entrepreneur hailing from the landscape of Tasmania, Australia. With an unwavering passion for NFT, John has ventured beyond being a collector to become a force behind multiple NFT projects and marketplaces. His collection puts the legendary one of one over one NFT collectible, The Crown King, a testament to his vision and commitment. Notably, a significant portion of the proceeds from his endeavors goes towards aiding disadvantaged Africans. Now, John's latest project. The awe-inspiring Satsatil Anderson Old Karate series continues to extend this invaluable support. Also next, guys, we have Anra Pandey, a weapon enthusiast who has been captivated by its potential since 2019. As a marketer, community builder, and passionate trader, Anra brings a dynamic skill set to the table. He is the driving force behind IRL Amigo, forging connections between technology and the artisan accelerator. Anurag's unwavering dedication to empowering artists in the blockchain realm is shaping a brighter and more inclusive future for Web3. But unfortunately, guys, Anurag will be joining us today for the discussion. But not to worry, we have John Aniha with us on the show. And finally, we'll come to the heart and soul of this incredible journey, the Artisan Accelerator and their groundbreaking NFT series, the Saxata and the CEO Karate. This accelerator program serves as a thriving community for NFT artists, creators, and enthusiasts who believe in the boundless potential of digital art. With an ambitious goal of releasing the largest NFT art series ever, spanning over 500,000 editions in just 28 years, they are reshaping the NFT landscape and pushing artistic boundaries to unimaginable heights. So, my dear listeners, as I always say, fasten your seatbelt as we embark on an extraordinary exploration into the realms of Boyfree, guided by the exceptional minds of Mia Roy, Jorn, Anurag, the Artisan Accelerator, and the mesmerizing successful Anderson Okarati series. Together, guys, they are revolutionizing the future of art, technology, and the human experience. So, prepare to be inspired, amazed, and uplifted as we venture into, into this uncharted territory. Hi, Mia. It's great to have you on the show again. And John, I don't know I, I, and John, it's also great to have you on the show too, and I'm glad you could join us today. I'm more than happy to be here. I'm honored um, to be here. Thank you, Elasabi. You're, you're welcome. So uh, I think it's fair we just get right into it because that introduction was awesome. When I was reading that introduction, I was like, oh, wow, wow. I was just saying, wow, wow. I wish, I wish I had like a background in my business. Those return and wow, wow, it was really awesome. So let's just get right into it because if I was listening to this podcast, I would just want to learn about the project already. So, my first question is directed to both of you, which is Can you please introduce yourself and the co founders of the Saxatile and Single Characters project? And what backgrounds and experiences do you bring to the project? Okay, so um, 
So uh, my name is John Eggleston. I'm from Tasmania, Australia. And I first got into crypto about three or four years ago. And I just started basically investing uh, back then. But since then, I've gotten more and more involved in the space. And I've started my own projects and uh, worked with Web3 companies. I've organized sponsorships between sports stars and different Web3 projects and organized the, the, um, the launch of numerous NFT projects on different platforms. And I've basically used all the experience I've gained along the way to um, start this NFT series, the Saxol Anderson O'Kerridge, which is said to be uh, what I aim to be the largest NFT series in history. And what I, the experience I bring to the table is I have a vast array of experience in organizing sponsorships, marketing NFT projects, and uh, raising funds for initiatives, which is one of the things that we're doing through the and Saxol Anderson O'Kerridge series. Uh, for example, one of the things we're doing is using the sales of the NFTs to um, fund the marketing and um, resources that artists in Artisan Accelerator can use to their advantage to grow in the space. All right, that, that, that's cool. Uh, Nia, do you want to share your experience with us? Oh, absolutely. And I'm happy to be back again with you, Olavisi, and uh, Harding, Valtum, and uh, thank you to all the listeners for tuning And yeah, um, like you have already covered like what, have, uh, what I do generally. I am a web to veteran, of course, and over 20 years of working experience, uh, extensively in remarkable and operation in the world. And I'm mean, sorry that stays in 2021 and have our own control, which now John is also an official part of, is added the community and as well as the marketing service provider. And it's the one-stop marketing solution that is not just only support uh, by social media or based marketing, but also uh, influencers, carriers, and a lot of other stuff. And yeah, today, our main motive is to highlight and talk about our latest adventures, which is uh, artists and activities, providing platforms for the new artists, empowering people, and tax and understand everything. Like that's one of our very first uh, series of NSPR, and we're excited to be here to talk about it more than let everything. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm equally excited to learn more about the project also, and I'm sure my listeners too, and whoever is listening to this podcast too, would like to learn more about the project. So my next question is directed to John. So, um, John, how did you come up with the idea for the, for the project? And was there a specific moment or inspiration that sparked the vision for releasing the largest NFT art series ever? Um, we'll start with the, with the name and the, uh, the design behind the NFTs. So throughout my journey in Web3, um, there's been a man, a dear friend of mine, who has been a great inspiration and mentor through, uh, for me um, throughout the journey. And his name was Saxon Anderson. And I thought that I'd name this big NFT series I'm making after him. So I figured out, um, I wanted to make like a, sort of like an animal series but way more artistic than the likes of bored apes so i figured out what's an animal that uh sounds similar to the surname anderson so i put it in a um a dictionary an online dictionary and found words that were similar and it turns out that there's a species of cephalopod called an anderson oak heritage that went extinct about four million years ago and there are certain types of um cephalopods that dwell on rocks and a word used to describe um, creatures that live on rocks or dwell a lot on rocks is saxatile. So that's how the name Saxatile Edison O'Kerritid um, came up. Now as for the design, the design of course was inspired by the name. So I thought I'd, I'd be funky with the designs and I think I've got some really cool things coming up and we've got a whole lot of artists on board that are going to expand on these creatures. And that's going to look really cool. As for the uh, 
the actual inspiration behind the utility of the project, it was when I bought Francis and Galdu's The Crown King, and I, I saw that I didn't actually know until after I'd purchased the NFT that a large portion of the money raised from the sale was actually going towards aiding uh, people in Africa. And I thought, okay, that's a very interesting utility to have for NFTs. What if I could use the money raised from my NFT series to uh, raise money for artists who are using their art to raise money for different causes? So it's like a multi-layered, um, it's like the utility of the Crown King, but with multiple layers. That's one of the things, but we're going to be building on it uh, continuously in the future. And we've got a big, massive roadmap full of plans. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, John. And um, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed with the initiative you have for raising the proceeds and then channeling it towards something more, I would like with it, like, um, like supporting people who need it, like raising funds to help people and everything. It's actually quite commendable. And it's not every time you see something like this, most people get their proceeds and then they divert it towards something else. But it's a great initiative. And I like the fact that it has this humanity. If I should use my Gen Z language, it has a humanity vibe around it, which I really, which I really, really, really like. So well done. Great job, Joanne. Uh, my next question directed to Nia. So Nia, Tell, tell me, I tell my listeners, what sets the Saxital and the Saint O'Keratis project apart from other initiatives in the NFT ecosystem? Okay, um, but this is the question, and just to give the listeners an idea about uh, being a 10 years first, is we have spent like 28 years down the line of uh, plan of action for us. Now there will be multiple and anything this is this has already launched on open. And of course they will share the link if you want to so that you can uh tags in uh profile and accordingly. Now the idea is of course to uh launch pieces and they have really renowned uh the groom artists with along with us. And one of them is like, uh, two of them are from India, the third one of them is. I would specifically want John to talk about it uh, in the next section. And what we are planning is to get a, a CD done, separate thing done by all the major artists. And then accordingly, uh, the new budding artists who are there in our community, we have all of them on board the school. And a couple of more are on board uh, the circuit. So we are. Uh, turning out from the list of applications that we have already received. And if anybody or even listeners, if they want to apply, if they have uh, a keen interest in art and they state NFTs, uh, they can definitely go ahead and check out our website and they can apply it there. There's a link attached from and they will be the shared in. And from there, you know. What happens is we will create more pieces of artwork and we keep on rolling it out. Now, of course, one thing, uh, artworks are sold out, but if you proceed to the week, we are again going to re-type and then using money to build more and more uh, new artists and sponsor them and also modernize the proceeds in better match. So, one of the first things in, uh, to come up with this, of course, I mean, John had this in, entire idea. John wanted to uh, create something amazing like this, and it's like the new idea, ideation of John. Now, what I saw, what Anurag also uh, saw during the discussion that we have had, um, is the possibilities and the opportunities that it opens up. Now, a lot of people are trying to learn about it, and a lot of people have a very uh, the amazing, like, uh, power of video printing and removal artwork. But they don't know where to channelize the artwork and how to monetize it so that they can support them. So that's where we want to provide another opportunity for income and monetize, uh, monetizing their artwork and show them the right. So we are also going to mentor 
uh, like one after another. We have a set of 10 new uh, artists who will be mentoring once they are done and then this will move on over happening for the next years, like coming years. So the question that you asked is exactly the answer that I've already is that uh, pesticide is not just under enacting the processing rule, but it is going to the North share and ambition and the goal is like expanding a huge number of uh, addition of that. And additionally, like our commitment, as I've already mentioned, is to support, empower artists to artists and accelerators. And we believe in collaboration and providing a platform for artists. So that is what we're, we're, what we're going to do. And it is not referring to any of the things where uh, we launch, make the sign out and we're done. We have real nice cases that we're going to be working upon. So, lot more. Thank you for the question. All right. Thanks for answering. I know I asked that um, what sets the project apart from other energy projects in the ecosystem, right? So, I also like to ask um, what are the unique aspects or features that differentiate Saxital from that differentiate um, Saxital from other projects? With um, the Saxal Anesthetic Heritage Project, uh, one thing that we've noticed with a lot of other projects is, for example, with PFP projects, often there's not much effort put into the design. Uh, people put a lot of emphasis on the utility of the project and uh, the utilities of the NFT and how it's uh, useful, how it can uh, gain intrinsic value with what it, how useful it is. But often they... Like I said, they lack in the design department. However, there's the other side of the coin where you've got people creating NFT artworks, beautiful artworks. However, they're literally just artworks and they're selling for heaps. With NSO Keratids, we're planning on bridging that gap. We're not planning to actually, we're doing it. We're bridging that gap right now uh, by creating beautiful artworks and having them displayed in galleries like um, a lot of NFT art is. And we're using the beauty of the artwork and what it represents as a selling point for the NFTs, but underneath that, it's also going to be packed full of utility. For example, um, right now, one of the things I'm building is an NFT marketplace. I'm going to be building a feature in this NFT marketplace where NFTs could be used to um, NFTs could be used as collateral to take out loans and claim loans. So. There's going to be a big load, a big proportion of the amount of money that's going to be raised from the sales of the NFTs in the future. Though, look, the NFTs that are coming a few years down the track, the money raised from those are going to be used to fund the collateral pool for the first lot of NFTs that came out, and then when the year, when the NFTs, the Saxtols come, the years after that, the money raised from those NFTs will be used to fund. Uh, the collateral pool for the Saxtel Anderson carriages that are released after this year, while increasing the amount of collateral in the pool of the Anderson carriages released this year, so there'll be some intrinsic value with the um, intrinsic value in the NFTs as well as just the artwork. That's impressive, and if I'm if I'm correct, I'm sure that this is one of a kind. I don't think I've, I've heard of anything like this before since I got into the NFT and Web3 world. So this is actually quite unique if you ask me. And so, um, John, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. I think, but I, I'm just going to put this out there. I think there are, there are other projects like that, but um, for what I've seen, none of them have the same level of scope that we have in terms of um, a roadmap because our roadmap um, extends to 28 years into the future and there's going to be um, over 500,000 editions of Saxol Anderson Keratids in total so when people if people get their hands on the first 51 that are released right now that's going to be like a real staple piece for their collection oh, okay now I get to, now I get the uniqueness of it alright thanks for thanks for clarifying that Thank you. Uh, John, I'm um, also going to ask you this. 
for anyone who is listening right now and then their interest is they're starting to get interested in the project i wanting to know more about it so could you share more about your selection process for supporting and sponsoring up and coming nft artists okay so for Art of the artisan accelerator Basically, that's an open platform, so anyone can join. Anyone can join Artisan Accelerator who's creating NFTs, whether it's a, a profile picture project uh, for utility or whether they're an artist. They can join Artisan Accelerator to access resources, resources, talk to other artists, organize um, collaborations. Anyone can do that. However, specifically for the Sagasol Anderson O'Kerrigan's collaboration program, where we're um, partnering famous artists up with lesser-known up-and-coming artists. Um, initially, we were mainly focusing on um, artists in India and Africa because Mia's company right now, Mia is building a company called Iril Amigo, and this is, has a massive um, focus. The main target audience for that company or the people in that group are people from Africa and India. So a big uh, proportion of her collections are people from Africa and India. So we thought, okay, there's a big opportunity right here. So we were tar initially started targeting people from India and looking for artists in India, but there was no reason to make it exclusive to uh, people from those areas and, other, and people from all around the world started to become interested. So we realized that there was no point in uh, limiting our selection process to... Um, just people from India, and we started onboarding people from all over the world. Right now, we've got about 10, uh, 10 people, 10 budding artists onboarded, and three of them are from India, and two of them are from Africa, and the other five are spread out all over the world. And as for the um, renowned artists that we'll be partnering them up with, two of the renowned artists out of the three that have signed up so far are from India. Okay. Um, so I also have another question as a follow-up question. So um, you said you have about 10 artists, three from India, two from Africa, and the rest are spread all over the world. So when selecting this artist, what qualities or criteria do you look for in artists who are making a positive impact on the space? Whenever an artist uh, applies or shows interest in uh, joining the collaboration program, one of the things I asked them is um, where they see NFTs in 10 years and how they plan to, and if they um, achieved massive, massive success, uh, what would they move on to and what would some of the things they'd be doing after they become successful and how, would they, how could they see themselves having an impact in the NFT space in the long term? And not just that, but what would they like to see as well? What are the some, what are, what are some of the things they'd like to happen that we could um, help them out with? I also ask them uh, what they think of the Saxtol Enesido Keratids designs in general, because obviously if we're having people work on those artworks, we want them to like the designs so that they put their heart and soul into it and they're working on something they're passionate about. Okay. Um, I mean, it's only fair that um, one of the criteria to look out for, since the project is uh, a long-term, a long-term project, it's only fair to ask people what they are, what they, what they, or I think about NFTs in the years to come. So I think it's only fair to have uh, artists as a team, people who have long-term goals and not just there for, for the short, for the short time. So I think that's that's actually quite an impressive criteria to look out for. So my next question is directed to Nia. Hi, Nia. Um, hello, then. So um, I would also like to ask, because I'm quite curious about this. How do you ensure the value and exclusivity of each NFT in the mega series? I mean, considering the ambitious goal that you have for the project that, okay, you wanted to expand to over 500k in editions. So that is quite the ambitious goal. So I'm curious, like, how are you going to ensure the value, the value doesn't change and the exclusivity doesn't change, especially in the mega series? How do you ensure this? Okay, so before I uh, get into that, 
as you must have noticed what John has mentioned, is we are being, being very uh, prominent and uh, precise about whom we are associated. Now, first, first thing first, that of course we have a long procedure in our mind and we have to go a sign that we have to get into the same groove and form our thought process further. So, you know, we are choosing the artist, not just the existing artist, artist but the, uh, the new budding artist, that in my note, after reviewing the answers that John has mentioned about the questions and also uh, where they, what their like, goal is, of course, with the uh, initiative. If they feel like they are going to stay for longer than a period of time, then that's, that's great. And we thought, we, because we are not planning anything for a shorter period of time. So, uh, coming to your question is, now, uh, we don't have any particular mechanism like the way to, you know, burn or maybe create scarcity uh, like that. But maintaining the value of course and, and the exclusivity of the NFT series is something really important to us. So, despite this is being among one of the ambitious goals that we have set for ourselves, what we include is strategic release schedules that are limited editions within the series and carefully curate each artwork by maintaining a sense of rarity of course and uniqueness and we aim to preserve the value of each NFT and provide collectors with truly valuable and thought after the sort out uh, collection. And uh, yeah, I mean, we are trying to, we're not just simply going to select any random artwork, we are going to specifically curate the series for the upcoming artwork anyway. And if you guys check out the latest one, you'll be able to understand what sort of uh, artwork to be expected under Saxon and Okay, thanks, Nia. I also have um, a question. This is out of curiosity. And so, um, my question is that you say you have three major artists that you're working with, who are from India, to our board now, right? So, I mean, this is a, a long time goal. It's um, 28 years into the future, like John mentioned. Do you intend to keep working with this set of major artists, or you plan to onboard more major artists? Oh, no, I mean, we are going to onboard more major artists. This is the first set of series that we are going to work upon and once this is done, we will again open up for more collaboration. They are going to be hey, for this first set of series, we are going to uh, like onboard five major artists and then ten new budding artists so that we can assign two to each budding artist to each five uh, like experienced artists and they can mentor them literally. Now, what happens when they mentor is not just they are providing their uh, you know, guidance to create the new artwork, the name also gets associated with a new uh, budding artist. Of course, we'll be there anyway. I mean, that goes without saying. And the new artist will, of course, get the support and visibility of the uh, like older artists, artists and their, their network. So that gives a very strong message that let's suppose if somebody is working with a newbie, that means that newbie has a good uh, perspective and also uh, that will set the newbie apart from any other new uh new artists right so this is what this is just for the first thing once this is done we will again plan out and will something do really amazing and really mega this is something again will take a bit of time and we have very much uh keen on getting one more to artists globally so that we can reach out every corner of the world not just keeping us stagnant here or maybe uh, africa or any other Continuing, we just want to be accessible to everybody and we want to create one good platform to support NFT ecosystem and uh, you know, clear all the part about it. Because, you know, that's what we see in Web3, there are a lot of parts, a lot of things happen, but there are a lot of pros as well. Cons is going to be there everywhere, but we want to support the uh, possibilities and employment as well and empowerment by knowledge. So that's what we want to do right Okay, I also have um, a follow-up question to that. I mean, I've checked the art, I've checked the design, and I noticed that there's a similarity with everything, with all the arts and all the designs. I think uh, this question is directed to John. I checked the art, I checked the designs, and I noticed there's a similarity 
all the art, they all look similar. The designs, they all look similar. At a point into the at the point in the future, are the designs going to change? Like you can come up with a different unique design, or are you going to follow the same path and designs that you've started? That are being created right now with our collaborators and the renowned artists are let to, are yet to be released because they're currently uh, being made, and we're currently um, buying them through the process of what they need to do to make them. So we haven't, we haven't really, uh, we can't really uh, tell you about the public reception on them yet. However, uh, we can tell you a little bit about what we're doing. Okay, so basically, Gala Marissa, one of the renowned artists we're working with, she's created six designs for the Saxel Anderson Carriages, and the collaborating artists will be taking her six, well, each six of them, We'll be taking one of her designs, each take one of her designs, and creating a video animation out of this. And as for Shivansh, there's going to be a zoom out. It's going to be a zoom out artwork. So he's making a, a picture, an artwork of a Saxel Anderson O'Carrotted. Then one artist is going to make a zoom out picture of that so that that original artwork turns out to be part of a bigger artwork and that sax is a part of like a, a larger sax as well. And then there's a continued like a continued chain of <laughs> with each edition. So, and as for Sneha, this is the one I'm most excited about. So she's a mural artist, and she is more of a traditional artist than an NFT artist, but she has dabbled with NFTs before. She's creating a large um, design of a Saxel Anderson O'Carrotted on a canvas. She's painting it, and then she's creating a digital version of that. That's going to be sold, and the person who buys that NFT will get the painting along with the digital design. Now, five collaborating artists will take the digital version of her painting and create remixes of it, and then they'll be released in our series. She will be painting a massive mural in a public place, in a very popular public place that displays all five of the remixes of her original artwork. That's what I'm most excited about. And that's what all of us are most excited about. I can't wait to see how that's going to turn out. Well, I, can't, I can't wait to see how it turns out too. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for sharing that with me. I'm the Bayes now too. And my... Next question is for Neha. Hi, Neha. Okay, so um, I know you are particular about growing communities because we, we talked about that a lot the last time you were on the show. So I would like to ask you, the show, um, the project is just starting out. It does bring your social media following and um, I'm sure there's the careful marketing to reach more people and to get access to more people. So as a project with a growing social media following, how do you plan to utilize your marketing project to promote the project effectively? Oh, uh, that's really, of course, behind any project comes and definitely have to have one great community that's the biggest support and behind community we also have a motive of creating a community so as a project with a growing social media following we are uh, strategically utilizing our marketing budget to effectively promote the fact that our land is an alternative and we have identified platforms where have our own target audiences and we can leverage the social media uh, multiple activities, of course, and influences as well, and answer digital advertising to uh, generate awareness and engagement. And additionally, uh, we are also exploring a possible partnership with uh, key players in the industry and participating in relevant events to expand our reach. And our focus is on creating you know, more of comparing content as well, like just any, not just putting out our uh, artwork, but you know, it should be about knowledge too, because the likes we have already covered that we are trying to build uh, a community and ecosystem of new people as well. 
people who are transitioning from web two to web three. So keeping that in mind, our our content, our uh, social media outreach will also have some educative knowledge base uh, like post itself. And of course, I mean, we have a good number of connections there. So I'm trying to uh, foster meaningful connections with our audience to build a strong and engaged community. And we also will have uh, introduced to activities related to uh, the community as well. Maybe you know, we have some games in our, in our mind to keep it captivating and not just, uh, you know, keep it stagnant as a community. And uh, of course, I mean, see, you, like you guys and you guys are uh, a great support to people like we really appreciate uh, you guys, like you guys create a great platform for projects like us. And when I remember when we were having a discussion and you invited us uh, to discuss about our initiative. So it is amazing. And uh, we really appreciate that. And like this only we are trying to go ahead with organic marketing and, you know, do everything organically because our motive is not just to go ahead, start and then go off. We are quite safe for a longer period of time, for probably for entire life rather. And uh, that's how we are planning to go grow slow, but steady and more strongly together. Yeah, um, um, thanks, for, thanks for sharing that. I'm particularly uh, impressed with the organic, um, organic marketing you mentioned because um, Trying to use, uh, did I say trying to use black black hat tricks? It's not sustainable in the future. So having an organic following is quite effective to build a project. And it's even a long term project that you're looking to grow in the future. So in years into the future, that's a long time. So using organic tactics is more is quite sustainable and uh, more effective. Um, I'm quite impressed to hear that. So thanks for sharing that with us. And um, join I want to ask you this question. There's a lot of uh, skepticism about NFTs and then yeah, most people say NFT is not um like yeah it doesn't have any intrinsic value. I didn't already mention it before when I asked you a question previously. But what are the strategies that you put in place to change this perception that people have about NFTs? Well I don't. I don't think it's a. Um, I don't think there's really at, at this point in time. I mean, especially in bear markets, in the middle of a bear market, it's like people have already made up their own mind. I mean, if people are going to be into NFTs, then they're already here. But it's hard to get someone who is unenthused about NFTs, enthused about it, when the big uh, run-up has happened, and then we're, you're in the bear market. Because people are, that's when people are basically very solidly on one side of the fence or the other. So the time for um, showing people that NFTs are here to stay and that there is actually some value to them is uh, when the markets are going strong. So one of what basically, the best way to do that is to, well, I'd probably say the most, the most effective way objectively in like concrete terms would be the um the loan collateral the loan collateralization feature on building in that's probably the most intrinsically strong piece of evidence that you can have that nfts are here to stay because people people will be able to take loans out then when they pay that loan back with the fee that fee that they use uh, the loan fees will then go back into the loan pool and then so the amount of loans people will be able to take out continuously grows and there's no centralized party um, controlling the currency because it's run a decentralized currency Ethereum so that is one thing I'm building that is basically once that feature is in full swing there's no way someone can look at that and say that's there's no value attached to that it's a it's a ponzi scheme or whatever they say because i mean the evidence will be right there in front of their face all right oh well i'd also like to add in something there you know um okay so the idea about all this planning extensive planning rather than i would say 
is through a grand. I mean, there are so many projects right now. And uh, a lot of projects does not have any, but you are like it. And that's where it was uh, an idea by John itself. And uh, he wanted to add more and more value rather than just being an accelerator program and creating more artworks and filling it out. We really want to value people and we really want to value the community members. So whoever is being a part of our Artisan Accelerator and our Capital series are going to be taken care of for the longer period so that we in return can also add in the value. So that was going to be my next question. So thanks for providing answering to that. Uh, okay, so um, I'm going to ask both of you this. We'll be talking about your project, talking about your project, the plans they have, the development plans they have, what people should look out for in the future. But I also like to ask this, what can listeners and potential participants expect in terms of upcoming development? What can listeners and uh, what can listeners and enthusiasts, NFC enthusiasts, expect from the upcoming development of the Sexual Edison of the Carriage series? Well, I can tell you, I can tell you this much: from the sale of the first, the first fifty-one are released right now. There's going to be a hundred and fifty-one released this year in total. The uh, the latter fifty are going to be made by uh, the famous artists and with the collaborators in Artists and Accelerator. But the first fifty-one. Each person who buys uh, one of the first 51 will be able to reap all the benefits from the upcoming development. They'll be able to access the drops of the NFTs coming up in the years after this. They'll um, get a signed copy, a signed print of the NFT artworks they buy. They will be able to get the absolute richest part of the loan collateralization. They will... Basically, because they will have a very prominent piece in the collection, uh, people in Artisan Accelerator will um, be reaching out to them and they'll be a prominent part of the Artisan Accelerator and people will be very interested in starting collaborations with them. Um, as for uh, what other upcoming developments there are, of course, there's um, the evolution of the artwork itself. That's a big one. Because uh, we're, re we're releasing more and more artworks down the tracks, and every year more and more will be released, so more and more money will be raised, and the owners of the Saxel Anderson Oak Heritage will be able to vote on how that money is used. So in a sense, they will be able to control how the project is developed over time. Because it's sort of hard to paint a, a strong picture of how we're going to be developing this project 28 years into the future. Because things are gonna, the way things are going to evolve in the space over the next 10 years, honestly, I think is going to be beyond our imagination. So it's very hard to uh, picture that log when you're aiming to build the biggest NFT series in history. And I to that, I would like to add just one short bit. I would like to add is when John has mentioned the roadmap, now, the roadmap consists of, of course, last next 28 years. Though, uh, if you check out our uh, website, we have the uh, white paper listed there. So, if anybody has any questions before, go ahead and do that. Now, just because we have started, we have not shared and spent depth and step-by-step, month-by-month on the courses-by-courses uh, roadmap at this point of time. Because, firstly, we really want to... Uh, of course, keeping in mind the market conditions as well and the, uh, the artwork that we are building, we want to provide more information for the first set of CDs and when we'll have more for the plan, we'll definitely keep on adding more and more to the more detailed roadmap. So just so that you know, people don't get confused because there aren't any information about the detailed plan of action, but a normal thing. So you know, we'll keep, and keep updating them, so keep an eye on Okay, so um, I was just going to ask before you answer that, that for anyone who is listening to this and looking up to sign up for your project as an artist, how do they reach out to you or should I say how do they get access to you? And you know what, just adding to that, uh, Olavisi, we have already created our Discord community. 
and we already are there or like our DMs are already, already open and whoever wants to apply for the accelerated program like I mentioned earlier like we have the type of form there on our website please 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 go ahead and update your information along with the information of your artwork and uh, we will do the shortlisting and then reach out to you guys accordingly and if in case not just the artist but anybody else who wants to learn about this entire initiative and being a part of a thriving com community and they are like most welcome because we would require more and more community members like I mentioned not just for uh, NFT support but also a lot of activities are going to be there where we will make sure that whoever is joining us is being taken care of in every possible way so feel free to join us DM us we'll share all uh, all the information all the links to OlaBC and her uh, socials will also be there, our socials will also be there. You, everyone is more, more welcome to join us anyway. Right, thanks for, thanks for answering that, Nia. So lastly, this is uh, a question I ask all my guests. I like to ask them the opportunities they see, the, the opportunities they see in the future of um, Web3, basically. But today, I'm going to ask you guys. First, I'd like to ask you, one message or advice would you like to share with aspiring assets and creators in the NFT space? I would love for John to answer that. Advice for um, artists and NFT creators in the space. I'd probably say in the middle of a bear market, um, what, a main, what someone's main focus should be as an artist or NFT builder is mainly um, building designing you designing their project building utility and most importantly uh making strong connections in the space and um fostering personal relationships with other artists and other people who worked um with um with web3 and nft marketplace owners and um join uh groups dedicated to nft artists and groups for NFT artists helping each other out and uh, join, sign up to join programs for um, NFT artists to gain exposure, such as the Maker's Place Launchpad program that we recently got accepted into, and we're making a lot of strong connections through that. All right. So my second question is, what opportunities do you see for growth and innovation within the NFT ecosystem? What opportunities do I see for growth and innovation in the NFT ecosystem? I'll probably say I'm going to take that question from a utility standpoint. There are a lot of ways uh, NFTs could be utilized. Here's an idea I'm putting out there. I don't have a patent on this, so anyone listening is uh, free to use this if they want. Dynamic NFTs, for example, um, if you have a game and you release your in-game item, limited edition in-game items as NFTs, say swords or armor, or say you have food to keep yourself healthy in a survival game. Over time, if you have like a piece of armor and you play against other players and your armor gets damaged, the damage of that armor could be encoded into the metadata of the nft so that once the game stops or someone pulls the servers of the game like someone basically stops the servers of the game entirely the the status of all the items that people have will remain the same say damage taken to armor if they get damaged in a game like an, a web 3 game will remain coded in the metadata or, for example, if a player levels up and they have their NFT, their avatars, the in-game avatars misses as NFTs, the leveling up of their character could be encoded into the metadata. Another cool thing that can be done with that is, for example, a, um, you could have avatars leveled up in one game and then they'd make it very easy to transfer that avatar to another game. Or if you host collaborations with other games, um, the avatar could easily be transferred to the other game with all the player stats intact and it'd be completely immutable because it's on the blockchain and it's completely decentralized and no external party can tamper with it 
not even the developers behind the game. Okay, thanks, John. That was quite a vivid description. Thank you. And Niha, do you have any final tips, advice, insights that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, and uh, you know, advices that John has mentioned, keeping the market conditions in mind is this is the right time to build. Whether you build any application or your network or your knowledge, just keep on building and keep on learning, getting associated with uh, like-minded people that's working. Joining more and more communities is also suggested at this point of time. Keep exploring and when the time is right, just go and hit it, hit it hard. So I'll tell you now, after, you know, after four months that we are here together talking to you about our project with I and John, we started having a discussion in the month of February this year. So it was the beginning of the year. So having a discussion, you know, time after another and we kept on trying more and more ideas about how to start working together and start a series and uh, an application and, and a platform for people to help them. You know, now down the line after four months, we, we're here talking about our project and this is where what we mean about building. We build our network, we build our connections, we build our understanding and once we saw that yes, we have the understanding and the wavelength and the ideation matches. Now here we are with entire plan and action to onboard for the next 28 years. And uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to massive, massive numbers, massive achievements and uh, massive support we should provide to everybody. So that's it, just keep building. Building and keep your faith on yourself and keep learning. All right, thanks, Nia. And you've heard that, guys. You've heard from John. You've heard from Mia. Just keep building. Just keep doing your own thing in this space. And that's the wrap on today's episode of For Three Quick Bites. Thank you so much to our special and exceptional guests for sharing their insights and expertise with us. And then they also shared a lot about their project. And if you're interested, just like Nia said, you know where to sign up. And in the episode description, we're we'll dropping a link. Wow, you can learn more about the project and now you can also sign up as an artist or as a participant in the project. And I hope you guys all learned a lot about our project today. So do you have any questions or feedback in today's episode? Don't hesitate to reach out on our social media platforms or send a mail to webfleetquickbytes at gmail.com. Thank you again to our guests for joining us today and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back next week for more exciting content. So be sure to subscribe and tune in. See you next week. Been a pleasure, I'll ever see you.